the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. What is good, everyone? It's your boy, Bam, Tony and Araceli here. Joseph will hopefully be joining us soon. Um, Tony's Gremlins have crossed over to him and is currently being Gremlins to him. So we'll start off with Araceli. How are you today? I'm actually doing very well. Fall weather is finally here. I love this season. So I'm like all cozy and just happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had a brilliant spring day yesterday. So we had the public holiday to mourn the death of Queen Elizabeth, which meant all of us going out to the bar, having a couple of beers and enjoying the beautiful sunny weather here in Melbourne. Tony, how are you today? I'm doing pretty well, you know, beautiful weather today. Um, just end up working today. My Yankees clinch playoff spot, so let's fucking go. So hopefully LAFC can clinch Supporter Shield in the coming weeks. So Yeah, it's going to be weird without any um, LAFC games this weekend, but with an international break going there. Before we get into all that kind of stuff, we'll break, um, we'll break down some of the well, actually, we'll leave the magic numbers to when Joseph gets in here because he can break them down more himself. He's a master of all that kind of stuff. Um, we'll go into uh, what do you want to start with? Do you want to start with the game or the remaining schedule? I think we should start with the game most likely just because we know we talk about the schedule and the probability and the numbers that we have to do. Joseph needs to be there so he knows stuff like that. So I think we should start with the game. So right, lineups, so please. Start- all right, so the lineups for this last game, we obviously had maxing goals. We had Hollingshead, Kalini, Segura, and Plasios down the back, with Acosta, Ilya, and Sifu in the middle, and the front three of Vela, Chicho, and Bawonga. I was happy with that starting 11. Um, Minnesota, oh, sorry. Um, Houston came out to us with Clark in goals, Dorsey, Parker, Hedibi, and Ludvisk uh, with Vera and Karaskila, Bird, um, Quintero, and Pickard in the middle, and Ferrer up top, which was pretty much what me and Tony said they'll probably end up with starting with last week because that's what they've been going with with the 4-2, uh, 4-3-2, 4-2-3-1, sorry. Um, Tony, bring us into the game, shall we? So I unfortunately wasn't able to watch the first couple goals because I – well, the first goal because I – was holding I was on the field holding the flag and getting back into stands. But in the seventh minute, Buanga is takes on Dorsey on the left side inside the box, is taken down for a penalty for a pen, penalty and a yellow for Dorsey. Now the whole setup for that whole play was with a nice vision pass by Vela from the half line to find Buanga to trap it and take it in, stuff like that. So it was a very beautiful pass in general to get him and very nice cut and everything. And then so Dorsey couldn't keep up with Buanga and you can see what Buanga brings up front, you know, puts in the time, puts in the effort, puts in the work. Yes. He's not as scoring goals as we wish he would, but he does more than the last person who had his position and he, and it's like, is there for the right opportunities? Exactly. Exactly. He's not banging goals left, front center where, he can be, but he's making the beautiful runs, making getting to positions where he can assist a lot better. 
Um, the only person that I've taken a sis a lot better than he is would be a Poku, but having him starting over a Poku, you just got to go with that kind of stuff. Araceli, what did you think of to the lead up to that first goal? Oh, I thought the lead up was great, um, especially with the chances. I, I have to admit, I had to do a quick a bit of a refresher before coming on here because I have to admit, I did kind of fall asleep during the uh, halftime, but I do have a good excuse for it. Hey, I was working decision day for almost next pro. I'm sorry. But to answer your question, the lead up to the first goal, I, I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I pretty much we were all in the same boat. We had to do refreshes for this. Like, I was back at work on Monday when the game was on, so I didn't get a chance to watch the game because I was getting refreshed. I was working on that kind of stuff. But watching the game after the fact, that first opening few minutes we were a bit more dominant. The passes were getting there how they were. Tony, what else happened during that first half? Well, of course, we had a PK. We, we we didn't talk about it, but it was a penalty kick. Vela scored the goal, so we're up 1-0. Um, but in the 24th minute, I'm going to butcher this name, so I apologize right now. Uh, Karsa Kila with a nice pass to with a nice pass to our former LAFC player Corey Baird with a nice with an even nice two touch to trap it and then just flick it over, kind of like flick it to the side over Max for him to put it up to even the score again. And mind you, Corey, have more respect for you again. This is where he still has respect for us and also us in this thirty two fifty two did not celebrate at all. So it was a nice. Nice touch that he still has, like, you know, he still is black and gold deep down inside, even though he's playing for another team. Yeah, yeah. Like I just said, it, that was a beautiful run of play for that goal for them. The the pass into him, the two touch outside the boot, flick just around Max. No keeper was going to stop that. It was a beautiful run done. And the fact that all he did was after he scored the goal, just stood still, hugged his teammates, and that was it. Didn't celebrate. Especially in front of the 30-52. There are some players that former players that would celebrate like they won the World Cup in front of us if they scored that type of goal. But Corey was just kind of cool because I did went, yep, I scored. 32-52 showed me nothing but love while I was here. So I'm gonna show him nothing but love and not celebrate in front of him. So for that, I have to commend him for not celebrating in front of us. Araceli, what did you think of the non-celebration by Corey Baird? No, I thought the non-celebration was definitely respectful. I mean, obviously, um, when any when a goal is made by a former player of ours, it kind of stings a little bit. But given that he didn't celebrate it, just show he he still has respect for the black and gold somewhat. Which is good. Tony, what else happened during that first half? So leading up to the final minutes of the half, we had four min minutes of extra play extra time um, inside the box. There was a handball. Mind you, it was went to VAR. It was a handball. It wasn't in it wasn't tucked in or anything. It was a legit handball. And Bella ends up scoring again for the brace to end the half to put us up two one going into halftime. Yeah, overall, that, that first half. We played exactly how I want us to play. I want us to go out there, score a goal early, which we did, keep the lead going to half time. You know, having us outscore in the first half like that was just amazing. So going to half time up to one, you know, I, I can't remember the last time that we were up. We had scored two goals in the first half this season. 
it has it, it has been a while. Like for me, the first half was great. Any other remarks on the first half there, Tony? Um, we came out with like a lot of fire, knowing the, how important this was. Again, this is our home territory. We've only lost one at home, so knowing that, it, it, I guess it gave the boys more confidence to go out there and show what we're made of, and it showed in the play. Like again, Houston did have a couple opportunities. There was some a couple mistakes in the back and in the midfield for us, but good enough for us to recover and still kind of control the first half of it. So. Those are my takes on the first half. You, what about you, Araceli? No, when it comes to the first half, kind of like how you said, I kind of expected LUC to kind of play the way they did. I was very impressed with Bawanga as I've been so far this season, especially with him conceding the goal or winning the goal for us. Um, I'm still waiting for that Bawanga goal. I, I just I feel it, but who knows? Maybe he's just saving it for playoffs at this point. But regardless of that, I think that there is a, still a spark within the team and they know what's on the line. So you definitely saw that in the performance. Exactly, exactly. Now, Joseph's finally joined us. Joseph, what did you think of the first half? If you can hear me, guys. Good evening, everybody. Uh, first half impressions, basically, we did what we did. Um, it was our style. It was our, our dictation of play, uh, owning it where we need to. Uh, I look all the way to the back to our center backs and, and keeping things where they should be. Yes, we got we got caught up. Um, I think Palacios didn't didn't make the read on the play, but otherwise, uh, again, only allowing one shot in the first half. Pretty good for us overall. Um, you know, earning penalties, yes, but they were earned. They weren't gifts. They had to be hard fought. And uh, as as I think many you guys all pretty much mentioned already, Boanga uh, kind of was the story. He was the active guy up top, making all the making all the trouble up there for us and, and creating things. Uh, that's what we've noticed from him right away. Uh, it's what he does. You know, he's not afraid to go into plays. He's not afraid to take risks. Uh, the goal is coming. I think we all feel it. The goal is coming. It's just a matter of time. And it's not like he's wasting opportunities. It's just not. It's not paying off yet. Um, yeah. Uh, other than that, I I would say also Corey Baird. Uh, all credit to him uh, for when he did score the goal. He was extremely respectful to the North End and to all of us as a black and gold family, uh, respecting his past with us by not celebrating the goal, which is something you have to make note of. Uh, critical have to make note of that because in the culture, that's that's one of those essentials, man. Um, and and it's good, and we respect him a great deal for that. So there's my thoughts on the first half. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So, Tony, second half, what, what ends up happening? Um, so pretty much in the second half, again, more opportunities and stuff like that. But the one the one is uh, in the 52nd minute, uh, Holling said with another goal. Again, this leading scorer for defenders overall. We predicted this. Joseph even said Holling's head is good for a couple goals per season every time he plays up there. And remember, he's a mindful forward before he was a defender throughout his career but it was chaos in the box um Vela had an opportunity Boanga had a tune all blocked and then it falls to the lap of Hollingshead and he had the the calm demeanor to kind of make sure he had a good situation on the ball kind of juke the defender and place the ball perfectly into the back of the net he the timing on that play 
right? Just the, the hesitation, how comfortable he is with the ball in the box. You know, most defenders, when they get in there, it's just hit it, you know, get it done, play it hard. Not Hollingshead. Uh, he's very comfortable with the ball at his feet. Uh, nice finish. Uh, I will say this, like you mentioned, I he does average five goals a year. Now, that's what he was doing in Dallas uh, with a much, uh, let's be honest, it was kind of a, a youth side or halfway through a youth side when he was playing for them. So the skill level wasn't there for his teammates. Uh, now that he has all of these tools around him, he's just, again, taken off because he can. And it's beautiful. Uh, Bam, your thoughts on that? Yeah, it was good. Um, for me, Vela should have pulled the trigger earlier. He slipped a little bit, which met he didn't get a good touch on the ball. Falls to how it fell and ended up going out to Hollingshead, who, if you look at it, sometimes you think, go, why is this up so so far up? But then you see his goal scoring, and you're like, yeah, that's why he's up so far. He can score goals. So it was, it was more of a power shot than a placement shot, and... I'm happy with him doing that. Him being the pretty sure he's the leading goal scorer for defenders for the for the whole MLS as well. But he's just he's, banging goals left, right, center. Yeah, he's pulling away from the rest of the pack at this point. So it's another beautiful thing to see at LAFC. <laughs> definitely, definitely. All right. So beyond that, uh, anything else you wanted to to feature, Tony, in that mm -hmm. second half that was interesting to you? Nothing too much, of course. Um I'll I'll let uh Bam take over on his his little spiel on a certain player. So Bam take over. Go for it, man. Uh uh yeah. The way I look at it at the moment is leading up into the playoffs and in the playoffs, if we are down a goal, Bale should not be anywhere near the pitch. We still haven't scored with Bale on the pitch. He comes on as a sub, still haven't scored. No one has scored with him on the pitch since early August. Unless it's him scoring on the right. The, the last time was him scoring, yes. But no. But since then, when he's been on the pitch, no one has scored for LAFC. Having got an own goal. So, Dolo, you listen to this. If we need a goal, keep him on the bench. We score more with him on the bench. We got this guy for the exact opposite of what of what what Bam is telling us right now, right? Like he's the guy; he's going to be the super sub, dude. He's turned into the closer, right? Kill the game, turn it off, take it home. Uh, yeah, we'll, yeah. It's, with it's, it's with weird. him, it's we're up three nil. Bring him on. That's okay. We're down one nil. Keep him on the bench. Plain and simple. If if we're down one nil and he started, pull him off. It, it's wild, man. It's sad, to be honest. You know, I love, it, I love Bale. I love his the history of Bale, <laughs> but we're not getting that Bale right now. I agree with you, and, it, and no, it's, it, it's tough to see. It really is. It, it's it's weird. He's supposed to. He's just he he's a really good footballer. We should be scoring goals with him on the pitch. We just can't. So, if he starts and we cop a goal in the first minute, pull him off in the second minute. It's at that point. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I mentioned earlier the stuff that was that was standing out to me as to why we were struggling with him in the lineup. Again, I think it's it's pretty obvious to everybody he does the same thing Vela does, except Vela's producing. Um, it's not a shot, guys. It's just the reality of it. They basically have the same role. They do the same thing. And now you have two yeah. guys that do the same thing. 
it, it, it's it's like maybe it's one for the next right one guy goes in for the next and they're kind of the the complement on that side of things uh it, it's just again odd to see the situation we're in i don't think anybody expected to see him struggle the way he is and it's it's just i think it's what we were expecting is what we saw in the highlights from years past right and what yeah, we're getting is a player that's looks like almost a rehab assignment um working into it still not at full shape and uh not quite getting in with the system uh and yeah, so well, here we are it was like how how oh being talking with something last week Villa and Bale are the same player. Buwonga mm-hmm. and Apoku are the same player. Chicho and Tello are the same player. That's who you swap out for those positions. Well, technically, Buwonga was brought in to be the swap for Orango. But out of necessity, they threw him on the left. And he's he, a natural he's, center forward. He's doing well there, so I'll, I'll keep him there. It's one of the things where you got these players that will step in for these players when they're hurt, and that's who they sub for. They don't suffer anyone else but that. But we don't. But we still don't know what Tello's kind of play style is just yet. We can't say it's a tit for tat <coughs> just yet because again, Buanga was supposed to be Orango's replacement, but now he's playing more of a B rod position and facilitating the ball and being there when he needs to be. While, and then Chicho, of course. As we said, last one is our grinder. And again, we don't know if that's going to be Tello and stuff like that. So the only one that's close enough to him is was Moose. And then now we have to replace, we, we get, we gave Moose away or not gave him away, but that would, I'd say gave him away, but um, we have um, Treo, but we, again, we don't know what his position is at the moment with, with that lineup. Yeah. I mean, I think the purpose was left wing and, and, with with uh, long strike capability uh, and able to cut in just like we love to see, he has that ability again. But Bowanga has shown that he's versatile and can do multiple roles. He hasn't scored yet, but you can't say he hasn't had the chances or created the chances to score. He's just extremely unfortunate in the moment. Uh, not that he's making mistakes. It's just the ball hasn't gone his way. I mean, would you, Araceli, when you're looking at his play, would you say he's not scoring because it's a, you know it's mistakes on his end or it's just the situation just hasn't developed itself? I think it's just the situation hasn't developed itself quite yet because, I mean, if you watch his play, he's a very physical attacker. He's getting in behind the defense. He's making those shots. So it could I can see the argument of where it could be a little bit of both, of it's either the situation or just his form. But it's still a little bit early to tell. And similar to Tello, he's yet to make his debut. So we can't really say what his style of play is just yet. Well, yeah, they're both working into the lineup with two games to play before the playoffs. What a, what a rough time to try to adjust in. But here we are. Um, you know, the hope is that in these next two games, they really do find their footing and, and, and get off the mark or, you know, get on the mark. Uh, that way you get it over with. You know, the pressure's not there. It's happened. You put one away, you move on. Maybe Portland will be that moment where we get that moment from both of them. Um, right? Make it happen. At least get a setup. Something. Build some confidence. Um, but, I, you know, I look at Buanga, and I already see confidence. I see minor frustration, right? He, a few times he thought he had good looks and didn't work out. But it's not like he's put his head down. He seems to just get that much more aggressive 
as he's trying to get what he wants. That's what I've seen from him, which is an excellent quality to have. Tony, are, are you kind of seeing the same thing from him as is with adversity? This player only gets stronger. Yeah. Uh, again, it's he, it, he's not getting frustrated. He's an actual, again, from a younger player to a veteran player, you see the big difference and that's what G, and that's why he was brought in. Like, again, this is what everybody wanted. We were tired of these young talents that have potential, but aren't right aren't there and now we brought in a veteran who's been in on on the national stage been in big leagues and stuff like that so when it comes to frustration he knows it'll come with his experience so he doesn't get frustrated and be like oh man i'm gonna lose my spot because he understands that's the level of game and that's how the game goes right right so on the front end again we'll see it work the one guy that's not not playing the part that we expected is is bail like we mentioned but the other ones i can't ask for much more in terms of their work rate in terms of them doing their assignments they're they're doing what they need to do it's just time will only tell bam's nodding with me you agree right exactly exactly it's it's uh it's at a point where we've start, start got to stuck in hard on him going you're here to do a job you haven't been producing that job we're not scoring with you on the pitch. You're not scoring. What's going on? Type thing. Yeah, because yeah, let's be let's be dead honest here. Bell doesn't want to be in this position right now. He doesn't want to be struggling to find it, to be the guy yeah. that's kind of lagging it on coverage. No, he's trying to get himself in good enough shape where he's starting for Wales. He's changing it. Their qualification wouldn't have happened without him. You know, he's going into games. This game he played with Wales, he came on as a sub. So even they're recognizing he's not ready yet, right? Uh, and, and so you think he's going to be happy in this role that he's doing right now where he's getting bit time and not making an impact? No, he needs to be at a point in his mind where he's making an impact for us so he knows when he goes to the national team, it's time, you know? Time time to go change the world, right? And 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 make his final mark with his national team, even though it sounds like he wants to go farther than that, but this is his moment. And he, you, you got to feel he's probably frustrated too. I can't help him think that way. Um, yeah, I mean, that, yeah. Uh, other impressions from you guys? I think the back line is something to talk about as well. Uh, seeing how we only allowed one shot on goal the entire game uh, is something to behold. And I think Chiellini is that story. <coughs> um, the first time we saw Chiellini and Segura lined up together, right, from mm -hmm. a starting role, um impressions on that i'll start with you araceli what, what did you think about the segura chiellini combination it's still my favorite combination so far very similar to bawanga there the physicality of Kalini just creating those plays and basically being almost a thorn in the opposing team's side it's been a joy to watch segura he does have his moments was he at his best against houston a little debatable, but otherwise, as I mentioned, you know, he does have those moments with getting in there in those tight spaces. So we'll we'll just see how it goes moving forward. For certain. Um, Bam, your thoughts on the combination? It's a great combination um, with him in the back line, having that knowledge, because let's be honest, our back line is a very young back line in, in age. So having that experience there, being able to 
see the players and call it out to them is just a wealth of knowledge that a lot of those players are hopefully absorbing and going to take on for the rest of their careers because it's having someone of that caliber coming in and playing alongside you, just take it and run with it. Yeah, you know, and in the Chiellini combo with, with Segura, Segura's a guy that pretty much saved our butts when he could play the last two seasons, uh, keeping Mario pretty much in form himself playing off of Segura. Uh, in this case, you now have the two guys that are the steady players that are the dominant players now playing together. And that can only be good things. They have that experience from both. Um, we talk about young. Um, let's be real. If if we see a lineup drop out there where it's Escobar on the right and the Hollingshead on the left, there's no talk about young anymore, right? Now you're talking about a veteran back line that's no surprises. <laughs> so <laughs> could be interesting by playoffs if they go, you know what? We like the flash. We like all that. It's cool. It's fun. Crazy assists. Banging it down the line. But maybe we just need to be predictable and stable and and take it that way gotta think that might be something they're thinking about tony um you're looking at this what do you what do you think about the situation do you think the old guys are going to rule by the time we get to playoffs honestly i don't think we even have a young line anymore with fall being gone at the moment like what it's average of like 22 or 20 22 23 yeah. like for the youngest and so and palacio has been seasoned with us for a while so is segura so there's no I don't even see a young line anymore. They they understand it. Now, the difference is we do have a a general in Kalini who commands respect in the back line. And it's kind of like he's been there. He knows what to do. It's kind of like he puts people into position. And then we have Hollingshead, again, another veteran defender who n does command respect but understands his role as same same with Escobar. Right. And, and they're interchangeable at this point, which is which is good to have in the playoffs especially if like Escobar has these issues with, with the concussion and it doesn't go away. You at least know you have someone like Hollingshead that can bang goals as well as, as play stable from the back. So all good things there. Um, any other impressions on players that you guys had that were surprising or disappointing? Anything else stand out to you guys? Nope. We're ready for it. So bam, I think you have the floor, sir. Uh, stars of the match. Stars of the match this, this week. Um, Everyone was loving Kalini from all the fans. So Kalini got the three votes from all the fans. Bawanga got the two votes and Vela got the one vote. So that was the top three. <clears throat> a lot of love for Hollingshead and a couple of little love for Ilya and Palacios. For me personally, I went three votes Bawanga, two votes Hollingshead, and one vote Vela. Because Vela's two goals were penalties. So you need still need to score the penalties, but you wouldn't have gotten them if it wasn't for the other guys out there so to me he gets a one vote for me there we are uh tony uh Chiellini is my top my top star again fantastic in the back commanded that 100 that with one shot I, I love it um buwanga in my number two again worked hard he's the reason most of those goals and pks are there and the other one i would say hollingside again right 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 person right time knows what to do in those situations and he's that player if we ever need a goal we can probably depend on him to score that like late winner at the moment there we are Araceli. um i had three points kalini two points bawanga for reasons we've already discussed and for the last one I actually had it as a tie between vela and hollingshead vela because he scored those two penalties hollingshead 
just for the simple fact that the stash is back. So let's see. let's go. There we are. I guess it's my turn. I'm going to go with the old guy's rule situation here. Uh, Chiellini clearly is the first star for me. You only you again. You anchored a backline that allowed only one shot for an entire game. Yes, it was a goal. Yes, we know how it played out. It's nothing you put on Chiellini. He did his job for the day. He organized things well. So for me, he goes number one. My number two is going to be Hollingshead. Why? He's leading the league in his role part-time. Again, he shuffles in and out of the lineup, and he still does it. So I, I'm going to put him there because every game, every game he's in the lineup, he makes a difference. You got to reward that. Third star is tough. Bowanga created. Fella finished. Where do you go with this? I'm going to go with Bowanga. Why? Because if he's not out there putting that work, I don't think the scoreline is what it is. So those are my top three for the day. Nice, All nice. Right. Good top three. It, it's it's hard. It's, it's, I think it could be time. Could it be time? Okay. So why don't you talk about it before I before I show it to, to the world for the first time? So, so brother. beginning of this year... I came up with the idea of let's get the fans vote. Let's get something for the, for us to do with the fans, get the engagement and all that kind of stuff. So I thought I took a page out of one of the podcasts from my local team, um, Melbourne Victory, called For Vuck's Sake. That's V-U-C-K. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Because Victory, Vuck, it, it's, it's a play yeah. on words over here. And that they, they do something like this and <clears throat> where they – End of the match, get the fans' votes, tally it all up, and end of the year, they actually at the Melbourne Victory players' presentation dinner where fans can buy tickets to the tables and all that kind of stuff. They announce goal of the year, players of the year for the for the club. They also get to present this as part of the fans' vote. So Joseph received a parcel today of something a little special I sent over. Joseph, would you like to show it? Yes, yeah, so now presenting... Tim Tams. There we go. There's our trophy for the year. We're going to give out Tim. Kidding. I kid. Uh, not Tim Tams, but actually something much, much more beautiful. Here we go. This is your first official season where we're going to display, present the player of the year, the actual heart of LAFC award. That is right. The player that you choose, the fans, the faithful, will get awarded this lovely trophy by way of Australia, thanks to Bam, for the player of the year. So, you guys, there is something they're playing for. There is something they're going to get. This thing's legit. It's not plastic. This thing's nice, man. Um, you see how shiny it is. It also can light up from the back. So, it's <coughs> so, this is on, guys. This is what you're voting for. Tony and I, we will do Mission Impossible and drop in on a slack line. Um, get into the training center and make it happen and present this to the winner that you choose any old way that we possibly can. So yeah. on you guys, let's make that. Yeah, yeah. go for it. Yeah. And we're only doing for the regular season. So the playoffs aren't counting just doing the full regular season. So that way we know who's been the best overall in the season, the playoffs. We might do something special for the best of the playoffs, but we'll talk about it off air and we'll go from there. So I think the big thing to say in this, guys, is the hope, the hope, the hope um, is that we will be able to award this during our playoff bye week. Obviously a very good time. We know the boys will be home, not traveling, not traveling. It's beautiful. Uh, and that would probably be our best time to do it because, again, season is done. Stats are done. Votes are in. 
and we finally make the award. So thank you guys. You're the ones that inspire this stuff. Uh, and of course, bam, getting the job done. Uh, so we actually have this award and we're going to make it happen. So first one we've ever done. Yes. And the tradition will continue from here on out. That is for certain. Thank you, bam. All right. So I think it's time to go to listeners. What do you guys think? Is it that moment? Is it that time? Shouldn't we break down the probability because we were waiting for you? Oh, we haven't covered that yet. Nope. We waited for you. Things that they wait for when my stuff breaks. Here we are. All right. Let me scroll on up to that. All right. So you guys are wondering where we're at. What's going to happen? What position are we in? Can it happen? Are we in the driver's seat? I almost called this episode the driver's seat rather than are you not entertained because if you're not entertained, there's something wrong with you. But okay. So uh, looking at the probabilities for the playoffs, of course, we've clinched. Number one is ours. It's done. We're hosting all the way to the final if we can do this. So we better because we only, we only lost one game at home all year. So yeah, that's nice to have. Uh, looking at the rest of the league, I'll just say this. It's going to get really interesting to the final day of the season. Nothing will be settled until decision day, and it could be brutal for three teams just in the West. That's how crazy it is. You go all the way down to, I guess the Sounders are still technically alive, as are the Rapids, but they don't look very alive. Uh, but it goes all the way down to there. So if you look at that, that's what, like 10th all the way through about, oh, sixth place is all within reach of each other. So the West is going to get funky here. Can teams win it out and make it? Yeah, of course they can. But we'll see this again. There's two games left. The only team playing this weekend, two teams playing this weekend, um, are Carson traveling to Stanford um, to play against. Uh, no. Yeah. Not. Yeah. To Stanford uh, to play against the earthquakes. So that is the tradition for those two teams. When they go up north, they go to the big stadium. It's a thing. It's a thing. I know Tony's shaking. So like that happens. Yeah, it happens. You know why they don't do it against us? Because they know we'll flood that stadium. That's why they don't do it against us. Up there, they get the home field advantage. They know they'll lose it if we get that. Cowards. Uh, but that's happening this weekend. The only game in MLS, I believe. And that once that happens, everyone is even on games. Two games to go. Figure it all out. But say the Galaxy lose. Well, they'll be stuck on 43, tied with Salt Lake. They're just on the outside looking in. And Whitecaps only three points behind them. Yes, they can get pulled down still if they blow it against uh, the last place earthquakes. We all know how the earthquakes are. Can't write them off. Right, guys? So that's where we're at for the playoffs. Now, in terms of the one you guys really want to know about, the supporter shield, well, at this point, we are tied with, of course, Philadelphia. The beautiful thing, though, is that we have the tiebreaker on them. You're asking me, well, what is the tiebreaker? What is the tiebreaker? Wins are the first tiebreaker. That is how MLS does it. I know a lot of you guys are like, well, what about goal difference? What about what about goals scored? Not nah, this league's about the wins. Get the wins, get the get get the get the advantage. So uh we currently have 20 wins, they have 18. That's right, everybody. We're two wins ahead. Right. So if we both win out our schedules, oh well, we take it. If we finish even, it's that easy. We get we get the trophy no matter what. If you win, you're in. Uh, if if we both blow it this week and it gets into the final game of the season, well, same story. If they so here's the cool part: if they lose this week and we win, they can't catch us. It's ours. Yeah, that's right. So 
again, advantage is us. We just have to get the job done. Now, if we lose and they win, well, we'd have to hope they blow it on the last day and we get the win because we still get the tiebreaker because it's like lovely two games, you know? Um, yeah, so that that's the situation. They still have some odds because of the strength of schedule, which, Tony, they got an easy one compared to us, right? hundred percent. They, what is it? So Philly has Charlotte away with a defender mysteriously having an extra suspension date and also Toronto at home. So those are the, what they have to face. And then of course we have the harder schedule with Portland away. And then of course we have to face Nashville at home for the final game of the season. Right now, the other thing for them is Toronto's out. They've already been eliminated season done. They can't make it. Uh, in terms of Charlotte, there are three spots out. They've got 38 points, and the last guy's holding it's Miami at 42. Even if they went out, there's a pretty good chance they don't even go. So, um, yeah, but, yeah, they got a much easier thing to face, right, Bam? I would say yes, but at the same time, no, because obviously, Charlotte's six games against Philadelphia on uh, October 1st. Yeah. They'd Charlotte then plays Columbus, who are four points ahead of them. And then they play New York Red Bull last day. So if they get all three wins, that's nine points. They're on 47. They could jump up and still make the playoffs. So this game against Philadelphia, they're pushing for a result. They could still push for a result. So we need to get behind Charlotte for that game and hope that they do it. As for Philadelphia's last game against Toronto, that game should finish before our last game kicks off. So yes. hopefully, hopefully we can go out there and party on the field that for that last game. Yeah, so the Eastern Conference all plays at the same time earlier in the day, and then the Western all plays at the same time later in the day, which is a little strange when there's a supporter shield situation, and, and I'm, I'm wondering, well, they won't, but... Uh, Imagine switching the times to make it at the same time for the sake of drama. They won't. It's MLS. They don't move things around that well. But uh, it could be, would be interesting if they pulled that off. But they won't. You know they won't. Um, so, yes, we already know what we have to do by the time we go on the field. The mission is is clear for us when we get on the field on the last day of the season. So, yeah, interesting times. Um, my question is where the supporters are going to be. Right, because it's got to ship from New England, and where the heck they're going to ship it to if it goes to the last day? All I know is, I, I, you know, maybe I'm that guy who can volunteer as tribute. Fly me to New England. I'll go get it and bring it back. <laughs> I'm down. <laughs> go rescue this thing just in time for us to present it if we do win this thing. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I think everything goes into that that game, right? Either either us versus Portland or them versus Charlotte, um, and we'll see how that plays. And that decides everything, right? I mean, go to the last day and, and you know your clear picture. So that's that. Um, cool. So if you guys got questions on that, throw it in the comments. We'd love to talk about it. Let's do it. Let's get the comments. Let's throw it to you guys. All right. Let's see who's on tonight. We got Mark in the mix. Mark Lopez is on. Shield and Cup are in our hands. LFG. Yep. Agreed. It is our job. If we do our jobs, we get both. Well. We get one for sure. Uh, yeah, get home, make it happen. Uh, Nestor says, Bale is reserving himself. He doesn't want to get injured. His mind is in the World Cup. Next season, he will do better if he gets the next season because we'd have to pay him a DP contract if it's next season. 
We're paying him nothing right now. It's next to nothing. So uh, hard decisions if he doesn't step up with the time to go here. Especially hopefully, if it doesn't work out for us. Yes. Hopefully, if anything, his contract is if you don't meet X amount of stuff this year, you don't get a DP next year. You get what you have this year. Hopefully, that's somewhere written in the contract. Ain't going to happen, man. He's money. <laughs> he's money. He, he's got to get his last paycheck, man. There's no way he's going to play on a discount for another year. Not a chance. Um, again, he's surprised the world before. This is bail. That is one thing he is capable of doing is turning a switch and all of a sudden you have a different player in front of you. Playoffs come. We could see the animal that is. So uh, we know what he can do. We'll see what happens. Uh, Alan Marquez said he did have the 1v1. That is true. Again, the flashes are there. We know he's in there. He's in there somewhere. We just haven't had the, the full measure from him yet. Uh, Ox is in the mix. Mark Lopez. This feels like uh, Bale showed up uh, up front to establish themselves, started cruising after. This last game was the first in a while where he looked like he was run, turning up to 75%. Hope we get to 100 for, for the playoffs. Yeah, I did see that he was much more mindful in covering space once we was off the ball that he wasn't doing earlier. So there, there is that sign there that he's he's more active in his in his reading of the game and 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 putting in the work. Oh, so we'll see. We shall see. Uh, Nestor S, at least for this season, be prepared for at most 75% from Bale. I'll probably do the same, so I won't risk an injury for the World Cup. Remember, he is injury prone. That is true. That is true. He also says, I'm okay with having him as a sub. Let him play the last 20 minutes and ha uh, have a play of shine. Uh, one play can make a difference. Bale, not a starter. I think we know that. That is for sure. Uh, Tommy making fun of Carson because Carson's going to Carson. Yep. Uh, Mark Lopez, ranking what I want to see. One, we take the cup. Two, we take the shield. Three, Carson misses the playoffs again in that order. I like that hat trick. That's like my lovely hat trick right there. Makes all good things in the world. An angel gets its wings if this occurs. So I'm with you, man. Totally with you there. Uh, Alan says, amazing work, Bam, right? Bam is the man. He really is. Tim Tams and all, people. Yeah, I got a box full of those things because of this guy. I know, Tony. I will be sending a bunch your way. <laughs> Aristotle's like, dude, Kansas City, you know, a couple days shipping, just saying. Ox is still waiting for his box. Well, you know. <laughs> Ooh. Um, Mark Lopez says 3B Chicho takes the pod trophy. Ooh. Prediction time from Mark. Uh, possibly, well, it, it, possibly. It's not just us voting. It's you too, Mark. So, you know, you had to be voting all year to get it out there. And it's it's getting tight. I can tell you that much. It is getting tight. Right, exactly. So it, it, it did tie because Chicho kind of ran away from it, and then he had a couple of rough games on that three-game losing stretch. Um, and then Minnesota when it happened, and that I think evened it back up again. So we'll see, man. He's got two games, two games to decide it. But there's enough play, right, Bam, that it could change between him and Vela, right? I mean, that's the, the front runner so far. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty much down to those two, but it's it's getting quite tight. So it's going to be interesting to see how – the last couple of matches goes and we go from there, but yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Nice. So we shall see. Come on, Chicho, get that hat trick. We're rooting for you too. You know, 
Show some love to the man. Uh, Mark, or actually, Nestor says, cool award. Not sure if other words are being provided to the players. Maybe LFC goal of the season, LFC defensive play of the season, LAFC assist of the season. I mean, they do stuff like that, but actual, like, hardware, I mean, league-wide hardware is possible. It just, I think they've they've kind of already decided beforehand who they want to give it to. Just have that vibe right now. Uh, Drusy, 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 I think is what the league's drooling for. So no matter uh, what happens from here on out, I don't know. Mukhtar maybe, I, I, but yeah, kind of dropped I, a bit too. So yeah, but but Mukhtar's hit down the, the end here while Drusy's dropped off. So to me, I reckon Mukhtar's got MVP. That's my personal opinion. <laughs> I like Mukhtar, man. The guy changes everything. He really does. We'll see. They're good choices. I'm not saying they're not good choices, but LAFC players don't seem to be getting all the love they should get. So there's that. Just in first place, I guess, by accident, right? It's weren't the players that got us there. No, no. <laughs> Small says, bring it. Exactly. And we will. And we will. Right, Tony? We're going to break into the training center and, and get the job done? Of course we will. <laughs> have to have, have yeah, to have we a few conversations. A few conversations may have to be had. That is for certain. So uh, that is our plan, guys. I think it's a fine one, and I'm, I can't wait to award our first award. All right, guys. Thank you for the comments. I guess it's time to talk about a little bit of community, right? Right? Is it that time, Tony? Mm-hmm. Um, nothing All too right, much. Sir. Nothing too much on community at the moment. The only one that is the big event that's going on this weekend is the Supporter Cup. So if you have signed up for that, it, it was going to be a fun event. Um, I believe uh, Black Army put it on our Instagram live so you can see what the groups are. So go watch that and have some fun with that. 3252 also posted that. So it's going to be a fun event. Like, you know what I mean? It's always fun. Right now, BA is the current back-to-back champions of that since the last two times. So I know Quervos do have a a good team from what I've been hearing. But let's hopefully BA comes out and goes for the three-peat. Yeah, I'm in for the Copa de Gordo. Sorry, guys. That's just me. Um, Yeah, BA is defending champions, but I know Cuervos has been training hard for this tournament. Like, like they, I think they're the, uh, I'm going to say they're the favorites this year. There is no no doubt about it. Um, I know they kick off at 8 a.m., so it's going to be an early start. Uh, Games will go pretty quickly. I wouldn't be surprised if early afternoon it was, it's it. You know, like, I mean, the, the tournament is straightforward. Everyone seems to be in that wants to be in. It's a big, it's a big uh, group of teams. It's going to be a strong tournament. Some good football. You'll be, you guys will be shocked when you go out there. There's a lot of quality players within the 3252 and, and the uh, respective groups. So go out there and enjoy it, man. Good hard football. That's for certain. All right. Uh, what else? That's it for community. We got, bam, you got more? Uh, more community, more club news. Um, as you said earlier, Bale was a 64th minute sub in Wales, 2-1 loss to Belgium early today. Um, he Wales' next game is 4.45 a.m. my time Monday, so that's 11.45 a.m. your time on Sunday against Poland. Um, we also got players playing for Ecuador. We all know who they are. Um, playing in Saudi Arabia at 11 a.m. your time tomorrow, and then Japan on Tuesday morning. Max is with Canada, plays against Qatar tomorrow, then Uruguay on Tuesday. Acosta with USA, plays against Japan tonight, then Saudi Arabia on Tuesday. Mamadou 4 was selected for the U23 side for Senegal, 
but unfortunately he had to pull out for personal reasons. Um, that being said, though, he's played 270 minutes so far for Villarreal B team. He's played three wow. full games. He had a a three one a three nil first game was a three nil win at home over Mirandes. He then had a four one away loss to Levante, and then just recently had a three one win at home over Lugo. So three games, two hundred seventy minutes. You've got to rate that. And a couple of shutouts. Is that what I'm seeing? One shutout. It was a three nil. First game was a three nil. Still shutout. Right, in the role that he plays, that's good stuff. Uh, yeah, I think the U.S. game against uh, Japan. I guess they're playing in Dusseldorf, which is interesting. Um, and it's going to be five a.m. here. Yeah, it's super early in the morning on the West Coast. So, yeah, it's um, about, about seven hours. About seven hours. <laughs> yeah, go to bed, get up, watch some football, and go to work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be the plan for many of us. So uh, good on that. Cool. Uh, uh, any other things before we go into an album? Yeah, Tony? Uh, yeah, so there actually is. A, thank you, Fran, for bringing that up about bail and everything. The call-ups for our World Cup, World Cup teams that are going into it, as you know, bringing out the trophy for the people listening on the pod. It is Max for Canada, of course, Bale for Wales, Acosta for the unit US men's national team. Wait, oh I feel like Bam already said all We've this. We've done stuff. this. Yes. Okay, I was yeah. like, wait, We're hold on. We're repeating ourselves here. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I was like sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So the, the one the one that they didn't call out was our Ecuador players. So I'm gonna guess this out. So it's Palacios, Mendez, and who? Who? Cifuentes. Who? The third one? Cifuentes. There you go. And did we mention also Rom- Romero and uh Torres as well? Forgot no, not sure about them. Yeah, yeah. Throw, throw it out. What's Torres up to, man? Torres is for the under youth 20 Mexico. So he's playing with them right now. And then, of course, Romero is playing for El Salvador. There we are. Senior side, of course. So, of course, senior side. Uh, yeah, I don't even know who El Salvador is playing in this latest round. I'm lost Tony, on that did one. you mention the player appearances this weekend? Oh. No, I did not. Thank you. Go for it. Do you have it up? Well, there's actually two player appearances on Saturday for anyone that is interested. Uh, first, from 2.30 to 3.30, uh, Ilya will be at the Lowe's of Hawthorne. And then from 4 to 5, I don't know why I can never pronounce his name correctly. <laughs> Ibiaga? There yeah, we go. Ibiaga. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, he will be at the Super King Market number 2 on the San Fernando Road. Um Again, two amazing players. Go check them out. Get their autograph if you can. We have all of the information on our socials. So in case you forget, definitely check out our Instagram and the Twitter. There it is. Good stuff. Thank thank you, El Sony, for that. Yes, Sony. Or no, bam. El Salvador's playing Peru on Tuesday. Interesting. Okay. Oh that's Uh, here in LA. Yeah, it's supposed to supposed to play Honduras tomorrow, but that's been cancelled. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yeah, they're playing Peru. I can't find out where, but I'm pretty sure it is LA on Tuesday. Wow. So, so they're doing like a quick turnaround because they're playing because Peru is also playing Mexico at the Rose Bowl this Saturday. Yeah, yeah, quick hit. Um, yeah, I had a friend who just hiked Machu Picchu, 
what yeah um and he was on the plane he was on the flight back with the peruvian national team which i thought dude that's pretty cool but uh yeah yeah there's my weird little world of of friends i know but uh yeah they're they're here it's happening um mexico i saw was in training like again arriving doing what they got to do uh should be interesting those going to the game the mexico game have fun it's gonna be a big crowd yet again so that's cool super cool um nice all right, so it brings us to our Vinyl Club Minute. Vinyl Club Minute. Uh, we always go to the teams that we played uh, for our source of music. In this case, I'm pretty sure we haven't picked them before, right? I hope not. We're going with ZZ Top. Yes, they formed in Houston long, 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 long time ago. Album I'm going to go with is Eliminator. Why am I going with Eliminator? Well, uh it's fitting since you just eliminated Houston from the playoffs. Yes, that's what we did, people. Don't feel guilty. It's the way. The, it's the way. Uh, yes, uh, you name it. It's on there. Eliminator is probably their biggest hit uh, breakout album they had. It was like a bunch of albums in already, but that was the one that's got the most radio play uh, songs. You can only imagine what they are. Uh, if you don't know ZZ Top, you must be living under a rock. So that's simple. Maybe I can audition. I'm just saying. There it is. All right, uh, let's see. I, dude, we don't have a whole lot more to cover this week. It's pretty light. I know we're going to get heavier next week because we actually have the games to preview. Actually, um, let's talk about, since you weren't here about that, let's talk about, since you yeah. are our resident U.S. men's national supporter. Yes, you do go for Germany, but let's talk about me and Bam went into a full effect of how that is. And actually, Araceli as well. What is your opinion on Nike and the Stave Puffman uniform? I want to return to Adidas. Full stop. Um, I want I want a grown up looking jersey. I don't want to score knockoff. Um, seriously, the ASO kids that are up here at the field in Upland, where I live, have better kits than the US national team. Um, it's an embarrassment that Nike, who claims to be an American company invented in the United States, goes cheap on the US. They didn't go cheap on other national teams, they went cheap on the US. And I find that absolutely insulting that this is what we have to play in this could be our great breakout tournament we have so much young talent and you threw them in rags shame on nike and what's even more shameful and i'll throw this out have you guys seen the women's national team jerseys and what they did with their with their with their shield from fifa (laughs) are are you kidding me that is zero respect that's disgusting. So let me get this straight. You throw a giant, tacky-looking U.S. soccer shield that I know Nike developed. Let's be real. You threw it really high up so you can barely fit the stars that they earned, that they earned, okay? And it obviously looks like you weren't cutting it for them. And then what do you do when they finally earn a champion's badge? You make it a welcome sticker next to it. It looks like when the kids go visit the fire station, Right? And they give them their own little honorary sticker badge. Congratulations, kid. There's your sticker badge. Uh, what an embarrassment. What a joke. I, I really do hope that this contract ends and we get a real supplier that, that will respect uh, the United States national team. There's my hot take. I'll get off my podium now. I hope I wouldn't embarrass you too much, but that's where I'm at. I'm just pissed. It's, it's a joke. And I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to waste money on it. I haven't really bought U.S. stuff since the last time we bombed out. Um, and I'll wait. I'm okay with waiting. I think the knockoffs that everybody's making look cool. Maybe I'll get one of those. 
those look cool man they do they do so i'd rather wear something that you know is made by people here who care about the national team so there i am aerosol is like dude really yeah i went there i mean aerosol you have to be completely embarrassed by the women's national team jersey right Oh, I am. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And first thing for the record, I'm an L tree fan. I've never really been on the U.S. train, especially with this last embarrassment of Nike. Cause I mean, just looking at the pictures, like look at a listener at her reaction. That was literally everyone, but, uh, <laughs> and as far as like L tree goes, I mean, Adidas was a huge win, but I don't know. If you try to compare Nike to Puma, it actually makes Puma look good. Yeah. That's all I'm saying with that. And yes, I'm aware I'm wearing Nike right now, but this a whole different subject. <laughs> well, it's probably from a sport they care about, right? <laughs> it's got just do it, so it's throwback, right? Um, they'll care about throwback. They care about Jordan stuff. They'll care about all that stuff. If it's basketball, they're in full tilt. But soccer, American soccer, whatevs, also ran. Go for it, Bam. You got something to say. But you both have to agree, Nike did do one good jersey. Brazil. Nigeria. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're talking about World Cup teams, not people who are in the World Cup. Nigeria will always hit it off the bat, but Brazil does seven. France is all right, too. But France, is, you can't really screw that up. I'm Australians, go throw like, something at Australians you. are all right. Yeah. <laughs> Australia's looks good. I'm okay with it. Right? Uh, I mean, as, long as, with it. as long as we keep the gold top, green shorts, white socks, I'll, I'll be happy. Yeah, I agree. That's tradition. Keep it. Just like England's look super simple, right? But that's how they've always been. Still looks more detailed than the U.S. jersey. But it was intentionally simple and still looks more, more complicated. So bizarre. So bizarre. So there we are. I know. I'm I'm, I'm annoyed. Tony, Tony knows I'm going to be wearing Germany jerseys more at this point because mm-hmm. you can actually wear them on the street without people laughing at you. So, yeah, there's that. So everyone's consensus who pretty much won the World Cup in Jersey, pretty much the best jersey away and or home, in your opinion? Well, I'll say best training jacket goes to Mexico. Um, yeah, you'll see. Uh <laughs> No, I go away is fantastic. Um, I like Germany's home jersey because it's a stripe. It's a little different than what they normally do. Um, yeah, I mean, the oh, Argentina. I really dig both the home and away for Argentina. I know everybody's like, that's weird for their way. But yeah, but it looks cool, man. So I'm probably on the Argentina bandwagon for this one in terms of good-looking home and away. I'll dig that. Bam, what do you think? What are your winners? I like um, Iran's with the the uh, white with the red to green wave across the top. I like that one. I also really like Senegal's white top. That one's really good. With the big green, yellow, red V in the middle, uh, that looks really nice. I actually saw someone walking down the street in Melbourne yesterday wearing one, and it actually did look really good. So, to me, they're two of my favorites. 
yeah for if uh, they're puma right i mean that is a puma one isn't it yeah I, the north african teams was was it morocco theirs look really cool there was one of the north african teams that looked really on point and it was a puma one as well so like some puma like the euro based teams look really terrible and then like the african teams look really good because puma actually has a really good l- reputation with with African jerseys, yeah. let's be real. Yeah, I, I don't um, mind the the flames on the sleeves of the Belgian ones. Well, I mean they're the Red Devils, so that makes sense, right? Yeah, fit. So, um, <clears throat> does not fit. Doesn't, and of course Canada because Canada is wearing a, a warm up kit. Um. That's sad too, but that's a long conversation to have. And I think the Federation has to answer that more than the, the supplier. <laughs> so there's that for sure. All right, guys. Uh, Tony, your final thoughts on where your favorite uh, kit and most, yeah, your favorite home and away? Um, my favorite kit, of course, is the Mexico kit. The away one is I like. Again, the home jersey, I'm just glad that we have back our green home jerseys because again we've been we were for a couple of years we were doing very like different colors which was like different but odd and not going back to like you know the traditional green um to be honest the other ones that i've been looking at that i've been kind of liking is i just saw and i just lost it sorry about that you guys uh that's Argentina's Japan always has a good kit. Germany, of course, was the one of my winners. But the Brazil away kit was actually kind of like different as well because it's not the traditional blue. It's kind of the tradition, it's like with like a little like like a pattern on the side, like a leopard pattern or something like that, which kind of makes it flow really well. And I think the the Korean away kit was looking pretty pretty well done well as well. Um, in terms of World Cup, guys, we do know that it when it starts, I mean, Thanksgiving week for all of us over here in the United States, fans like, what? Yeah, that's it. End of November. Uh, times will start as early as, what, 2 a.m. at times? And then some could be all the way up to 11. <laughs> it's like this huge random span of game times. I don't know. It, it's strange, but I guess it ends mid-December. There it is. So, uh for us to get some time off, it, it kind of fit perfect for that first round, you know, Thanksgiving week. So not going to complain. Not at all. I know it's winter, but yeah. Uh, Araceli, your final thoughts on your kits, your favorite kits? Uh, my favorite by far is going to be El Trees, both home and away. Uh, doing like a quick little search. I really like England's away kit. Um, even Argentina's away looks interesting. Um, I'm glad that you mentioned Brazil because I'm looking at it right now and I do kind of like the leopard print that are on the sleeves. I've never really seen that before. But otherwise, you know, like I said, El Tree for me is just winning it. And I do want to ask out of curiosity while we're on the top of, excuse me, cannot talk anymore. (laughs) While we are on the topic of the World Cup, how is everyone's sticker collection going? You mean Panini Connection? Yeah. Tony's the man for that. Uh, I'm doing all right. As I as I posted on my head, it was the funniest thing. My first my first two packs that I opened were I got Germany's like crest and I got Australian's crest and I sent it to the group chat. I was like, of course I would get these two. But um 
I know exactly. But for and it's been doing all right. I've been getting some some rares and some not so rares. The one, like I said, I even got, but I got the most German start to the Panini, which was the team and the crest. So as I've always said, as you meet Joseph, as I always talk and Atilo, it's not about the players. It's the who play on the team. It's the team playing as a team. So it was the most German start to my Panini that I can get to. It's kind of Germany, the next generation. There's a few throwback players that are going to be on there, but honestly, it's a new, it's a new face to Germany this year. So that should be interesting. Um, shout out to Tilo though. He's actually going to the, the Bayern Dortmund match this, this weekend, right. Or coming up. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he's actually left for Germany right after, like soon after our, our last match. So safe travels to him on that journey. It's going to be a fun one uh, for sure. Uh, and, uh, we're, we, I, we might have some announcements as to what our plans will be during the world cup. We'll keep you guys posted. We're going to figure something out. That's going to be kind of fun, but, uh, top secret, top secret till it actually becomes official. Yeah. Uh yeah. So that's where we're at for World Cup. Um let's I think we got a couple more comments from our fans. So uh our community. So let's see where you guys are at here before we call it a night. Uh opinions, opinions. I love it. We've got Mark talking about the supporters cup. So I'll pick one of the supporters cup squad. Look like maybe they added some ringers, not saying any names. Yeah kind of a thing right uh ox says nigeria coming in hot with another sick jersey and then they aren't even in the world cup i mean italy i think had a sick one too but you know uh <laughs> i will say this matt wolf like he's the guy that makes these nigeria jerseys he's the one that made their crest he, everything he does touches the gold like our crest you can tell which ones he does because they really do stand out uh, looking at you, Union Omaha. I know he designed yours as well. So cool stuff there. Uh, Ox says Brazil's jersey looks like a retro jersey. It does. That's why I like it. Dig it. <laughs> Small says I did pick up an AO jersey. What's that? AO. AO. I, I'm American you Outlaws. He, he didn't get the joke. Um, yeah, I, I, I see everything in bar 76. That's just my take but all good all good it's totally messing uh ox mexico way jersey looks better than the home one i agree man i hope they wear that more than the home one even though again i love that i'm all about tradition when it comes to kits in the world cup i dig the traditional stuff so yeah uh burke fournier i think japan home and away are great the way gives 3d glasses vibe i agree man it looks cool it looks cool uh ox is in for the argentina jersey i'm with you man it looks really good really good so again adidas i think won the uh, jersey wars i don't think there's any debate on that um but there were some standouts from the other brands it's just adidas didn't really make a single mistake in the lead up so good on them good on them all right thank you guys for all of your opinions and contributions to this episode again you are the lifeblood of this show keep it up guys more than appreciated i'm telling you it's all love. Uh, all right, guys. So it brings us to that moment. That's right. The conclusion, the end, the time that we sign off and call it for another week before we preview a busy, busy two weeks ahead in our next episode. Yes, where we get some game previews back. I know it's a little different without those, uh, but it is on. All right. So final comments of the day. I don't know who started talking, but I am going to throw it to 
Tony, first call. So again, another episode in the books, another win. So we're closer to the supporter shield moving forward. Um, like I said, enjoy the break, enjoy the supporter cup. Um, hopefully you are play aggressive and no one gets hurt during the thing. That's always the aggression. The other thing is, of course, mental health is a big issue that I've been pushing for the past couple episodes. Again, reach out, make sure everyone's okay. Have a conversation, coffee, whatever you need to do to make sure they're okay and also you're okay. Um, but other than that, like I said, I want to kind of have fun with the paninis and see when to go forward with this one. So hit me up if you guys want to trade some. I have some extras and I'm trying to look for some rares. So yeah, that's about it for me. There we go. Dig it. Uh, Araceli, final thoughts for this episode. Hey, Tony, I definitely got a lot of extras for the Panini, so we will talk soon about trading. But for final thoughts, I want to actually say that I'm going to be taking a brief break from the pod for the next two weeks. As some of you know, I work for MLS Next Pro and the um, playoffs be kickoff this weekend. So there's a good chance for travel. So to be on the safe side gonna take a quick little break just in case you know that i do need to travel last minute but otherwise you know me i'll be popping in every now and then safe travels araceli it looks like it's gonna be a blast i can't wait till we get into this thing but definitely keep us posted as the things are going it's it's really cool that the league is kind of moving in that direction so yes good stuff bam um again we're on a winning roll. We need that supporter shield. We need to get the MLS Cup. Let's keep it going how we are. Uh, Going to change sports quickly, just for a moment. Tomorrow is the AFL Grand Final here in Melbourne, and there are two watch parties in LA tomorrow going on. So you've got the Los Angeles Dragons watch party. There's a, there's an AFL. There's two AFL teams in LA. So you've got the Los Angeles Dragons watch party, which will be at Bubsy West at 3110 Santa Monica Boulevard, Santa Monica. Um, that kicks off at 7.30. Uh, $20 tickets at the door if they're available still. Um, they should be available, so they got that going on. And you also got, um, for those that are down the Huntington Beach, you got the Orange County Giants watch party at Longboard Restaurant and Pub at 217 Main Street, Huntington Beach, California. Again, that kicks off at 8.30 p.m., with the first bounce at 9.30 p.m. tomorrow for you guys in L.A. if you want to go check out a different sport. But, so if you are in the area, we'll go check out a different sport and see what we play over here in Australia, go watch it. It is the final of the season. Good stuff, man. I love it. For me, I won't be able to go to that. I'm actually going to Rammstein tomorrow night. Uh, yes. Sorry, those who thought I was going to the meeting tomorrow. I'm not going to be. Uh, I'll be at Rammstein. That's right. I'm in the fire zone, in the pit. Pray for me, people. That's uh, going to be fun. And then the next day, because, you know, I'm just not too old for this, uh, I'm going to see Flogging Molly the very next day. So no football, at least live football. Yeah, it's on. Time to hit some concerts, people. So that's what's going on with me. Uh, for the rest of you guys, have a good weekend. I know we're not playing this weekend, but go go support your national teams if they're in town. Uh, support the local game. ACFC, I believe, plays on Sunday, if I'm correct on that. Um, 
yeah, Sunday. So if you can make it out to ACFC, make it happen. Uh, they are scraping and trying to get into the playoffs, so they need all the support they can get. So do that if you can. Since the te our team is off, support local. That is always the story. Um, for the rest of you guys, again, thank you for being you, being LAFC supporters, being all around cool people, helping us out, keeping it moving. Put it in the vote so we get this trophy to the right honorable player that deserves it. Yes. And of course, thank you to Bam for sending the Tim Tams and the mint, uh, the minties, uh, because you know, my daughter loves those. And so, yes, we are well equipped for the weekend. Thanks to Bam. Thank you, sir. Um, for the rest of you guys, again, let's keep supporting doing what we do. Show the colors, even when they're not playing. And we'll go from there. Final word of the day. I'm going to start this one off with Tony. Stay golden. Bam. Stay golden. Araceli. Stay golden. And for me, to all of you, stay golden, Los Angeles. Thank you for listening to the Heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to shoulder, the black and gold is taking over.